What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You could get them, but can you keep them? When I walk, 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 when here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And hopefully today's confirmation, oh shit, start it over. Confirmation, I meant to say conversation. All right, third time's a charm. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And hopefully today's conversation gives you some good information that's going to help you get the honey. Now, Mr. Let Go was so offensive on season one that I decided to invite him back for season two. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Coriel? Y'all, don't cancel me, don't unfollow me, <laughs> don't unsubscribe. I got some questions. Okay. And y'all got some questions. And so what I'm going to ask y'all to do, it might be a challenge, okay? It might be a little hard, but what I'm going to ask y'all to do is overlook the delivery and get to the root of what he's trying to say. Because he wraps it up in a pretty effed up box and presents it to y'all. So sometimes you can't really see the gift that's inside. But when I went back and watched the episode and dug a little deep, Mm -hmm. I could kind of get to the root of some of the things that you were saying, some of the things that you were saying. Yeah, there's something, um, and this is a real thing, it's called predictive disgust. Okay. So when a person see something or hear something the first thing they hear is going to cause or could cause them to turn around and say oh i don't like that Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's one of the biggest issues with us we're always ready to be disgusted at something right we're always ready to fight or whatever you ever went to a concert and you look down and it looks like somebody may be in your seat but you can't tell because you're walking down Mm -hmm. and you're like Oh, I wish they would be in my seat. You like there's You're just mad. You're yeah, pre-mad. there's something inside of us that makes us say, "Oh, I, 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 he better not say this. He better not do this." And you show up and you say it and you do it because I think it's important, just as a man, because one of the problems with our um, just our culture is, in my opinion, 
black men are afraid of black women. Black women are afraid of black women because everybody's afraid of getting canceled or black Twitter getting them or whatever. I don't care about all this stuff. How do you not care about getting canceled? Because at the end of the day, I am here to, one, end something that is a huge part of our culture. Mm -hmm. That is the single mother epidemic. So I'm already starting at a deficit because I'm going after a group of people that is the majority of our people. So at the root of all the craziness, you mm -hmm. do have good intentions. Yes, because the thing about it is if we keep going down the road that we're going down, we're going to have even more problems for our children because uh, the majority of us have children. So I, I think where we are in alignment, one of the areas that we're in alignment is that you are an advocate for black family. Yes. I 1000% am an advocate for black family. And a lot of times when you do not feel like you have a chance mm -hmm. at having a black family because of decisions that you've made, because of, you know, you already have multiple children, which is usually who's, you know, the loudest, the maddest, they're upset because they feel like I've already made these decisions. Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? And I don't like what you're telling me to do yeah. based on what I've already done. And so I do think that a lot of times the people who are most offended are the ones who feel like they can't get yeah. the result. Yeah, so that's the biggest problem that I'm okay with dealing with. And that's the reason why I walk around with my chest out and be like, yeah, I said it and I said it again. It's not meant to hurt people, but it's meant to let people know that there's a problem and I'm the only person that's okay with addressing it with my chest out. Speaking of the only person, may he rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. People, a lot of times, like somebody probably just closed this out right now just because I mentioned Kevin Samuels, which <laughs> I think is, like you said, I think it's that, what is it, predictive? Predict, predictive disgust. That. I think that if, regardless of what Kevin Samuels actually said, because mm -hmm. of all of the things that we've already heard, mm -hmm. he could literally be preaching something that could change your life, but because you're programmed to think anything that comes out of his mouth is going to be offensive, it's going to be negative, yada, 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 you miss the message. You, mm -hmm. you miss the message because you're focused on the messenger. And I think you may be the only living person now that is super, like, uh, focused on the black family, so mm -hmm. much so to where it's almost offensive to people who, yeah. you know, are at a, at a deficit in yeah. terms of being prepared to have a have children with one partner mm -hmm. and live together happily for the rest of forever um, because he was very big on you need to keep your family together. He yeah. was quick to tell a woman you are the homewrecker. You wrecked your own home when you decided to leave the person that you had a child with mm -hmm. or when you decided to leave your husband. And I personally think that he made some very good points. It was wrapped up in a package that we didn't necessarily want to receive but at the root of it I do think it was meant to be beneficial for the black family. Yes, I disagree with a lot of things that Kevin Samuels did, mm -hmm. but I agree with a lot of the things that Kevin Samuels said. So what was he doing? Um, the, 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 the slap noise and all the these sound effects. The sound effects, like they were extra. I understand why they did it, but the things that you do are offensive. You know, the things that I say may be offensive. And there's a difference because mm -hmm. If I'm doing something, that means I'm, I'm trying to offend you. I'm trying to hurt you. If what I said due to predictive disgust or because of you made a certain amount of mistakes and I'm actually calling out your mistake, I can understand why you would be upset because I'm triggering something that happened in your life. Mm -hmm. But if I do something to you or make some type of no, now I'm making fun of your mistakes. I don't make fun of nobody's mistakes. So what is the constructive advice mm -hmm. that you offer to a woman who has, let's just say, multiple children, multiple fathers, mm -hmm. knowing that the goal, what you promote, is the black family? What is your advice for that woman? Well, I'm about family empowerment. And the key to that is it doesn't make a difference who the family is. We just need a family. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have broken families. So it's okay that if you already have a broken family, your life isn't over. Because most of us either come from broken families or have broken families. Like, I'm divorced. So to a certain degree, I have a broken family. Mm -hmm. You know, my ex-wife, she uh, remarried and everything. But at the end of the day, her children are by somebody that family fell apart. 
You know, so all of us, no matter who we are, most of us, no matter who we are, have an understanding of the broken family. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. It's okay. So I would like to let women know that it's okay if you've made some mistakes. But the thing about it is we got to stop making it look like, and this is the reason why women get mad at me, we have to stop making it look like that these mistakes are okay to repeat. I'm about prevention. And too many people are out here, like, ruining their lives three, four On times repeat. over. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody does a drug or does this or goes to jail. Just don't do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for the example. repeat offenders. Yeah, so as far as a repeat offender, I've never been to prison. But if I went to prison one time, okay, that's cool, right? But if I went to prison four times, I'm a repeat offender. Now you're like, yo, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right? Now... There's a pattern. So a lot of these women that get mad at me, not all y'all, but the women that get mad at me are usually the women who have a pattern of doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different, different to come out of it. And that is simply insanity. Or they don't want to, they don't want to change anything. They don't want to and change so they anything. they don't want you to call out the mistakes because I'm probably going to make this same mistake again. Mm -hmm. And the thing that is... So say that part again. Say that part again. I'm going to do it again, so don't make me feel bad. Don't make me feel bad because I know in my heart, in my mind, I'm going to do it again. So when I do it again, I, I don't, don't want to feel nothing. bad about yeah. me not doing it again. Yeah, this is true. And what is just mind-boggling to me, because I... I don't think I, you know, I don't get your level of, you know, criticism, mm -hmm. but I very much so promote the black family unapologetically, yeah. right? Very much so. Black marriage, black family, all of it. And I've had conversations when I bring up, you know, being a single mother, which, first of all, as a mother, being a mother is the hardest, the hardest job out there, okay? And I have a whole husband. I'm not doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. So kudos if you've been able to hold it down because it is a heavy burden to bear okay so i get it however i do not glorify choosing to be a single mother mm -hmm. now we all know you could end up in a circumstance where it, this is just the what you ended up with mm -hmm. however i think the decision making is how is the choice right you know that this man is no good he's not even a good partner He's not even a good person. So you probably could guess that he's not going to be a good father, right? Mm -hmm. So you made these decisions based on what you knew, right? Mm -hmm. And you ended up how you ended up. Yeah. For that woman, I do think you chose to be a single mother because your decisions are what led to this. Now, if you got tricked, if you were married, if you're now a widow, all of the things I know that exist. But I get a lot of heat from women who are like, well, nobody chooses, nobody he, chooses he to be a single to mother. Yeah, well, he tricked me and he thought and all of these things. And it's like, at some point, you have to take responsibility, accountability. And you don't even want us to have the conversation because of the mistakes that you made and the results that you've gotten. But what about the next woman who has not made the mistake yet? What about the little girl mm -hmm. who can learn, you know, from what you had to learn the hard way? That is the point of having the conversation. Mm -hmm. Not to make you feel bad, because you already got what you got. Right. But it's how can you change your next decision or mm -hmm. somebody's next decision. And it's all about prevention. Prevention, prevention, prevention. Women get mad at me that have already did certain things, but what about the women who haven't? Are coming up behind you, but watching this is what's you. crazy. This is what's crazy. I've talked to at least 12 different women who don't have kids, right? I talk to women on normal. You are, I, we always are talking to different people, right? Recently, I've talked to at least 12 different women who didn't have kids. All 12 of them, and just in certain type of conversations, because I didn't just straight up ask them. Women who have children have a tendency or a habit of coercing, and that might be a crazy word, but coercing women who don't have children to have children out of wedlock. What? I've, I've seen it plenty of times. It'll be a simple conversation. Oh, you got kids? No, I don't have kids. Oh. They'll say, how old are you, or something like that. Oh, I'm 32. They'll say, oh, so you're not going to, so you don't want kids? Oh, yeah, I want a kid. I want kids, but I want to wait until I'm married. And then the other woman are looking at her like, so what if you don't get married? And she's like, I just want to have kids. And they look at her like, girl, you better get you some kids. Girl, you did it. You know, and it turns into a conversation where it's now 
a woman that is older than her coercing her into being like her. Yeah, because then it makes me feel like I'm not that bad if you're like me too. Yes. Let's all just be single moms. Mm -hmm. That's a thing, though. I really think in the future there's going to be like single mom villages. Meaning like, what? let's get together, ex ex split these expenses, and raise our kids together. Well, that's a typical black family now, is a single mom village. No, it's Most a... Most black families full of women. It's a single mom over here, it's a single mom over there, it's a single mom... I'm saying they're going to be together, like sister wives, but they're not married. I, get I don't think saying. it's a terrible idea, But honestly. in all honesty, that's what the typical black family is. It's 90% women. Yeah. And women are living with each other. Auntie living with mama, mama living with... Yes, this is true. And this is what's crazy. They, to a certain degree, because I'm not saying all women, because y'all, all women, all women. The typical mom who either ruined her own life or just never got married or however you want to call it, to a certain degree, she's going to look at her daughter or one of her children to take care of her. And in order for this to transpire in the next 10 years, because mom may be 40. She may be okay. She may be out here with the rest of everybody, right? As, you know, trying to find somebody. But in the future, when she turns 50, when she turns 60, she already knows her opportunities or options are going to decrease because she's getting older. And if she does not lock down a husband or a man or somebody to take care of her, by the time she's 60, it's almost a guarantee she's going to look at one of her kids and say, hey, I need to come stay with you, or what if ha what what happens if I can't pay my bills, or how you and know you what if I stop you're working? The you're the caretaker. You're the and mom. Yeah, mom is now looking at her children as their her care caretakers instead of having a man to grow old with. And some women may say, "But men die early." But then guess what? You got his insurance policy that will actually put you in a position financially to take care to of take yourself. care of you. And I think that was the—that's what Kevin Samuels was really trying to say when he was saying you're going to die alone. Mm -hmm. it, what, I mean, it sounds very harsh, but my mother is a single woman. My husband's mother is a married woman. Mm -hmm. Their life experiences are totally different. Yeah. If something happens to my mother— I am responsible. Now, if something happens to my husband's mother, of course, you know, mm -hmm. he's going to help out how he can. But she has a whole husband mm -hmm. that's responsible for her. And if he dies, what's going to happen? She's going to be taken care of. Because of his life insurance. Yes. That's the biggest difference this of is having true. a husband that we all are going to die earlier than y'all. But you are going to be rich when we die. Because you, yes, right, right, right. And... That is a, another com a comment that I've gotten. It's like, well, you know, I'm not going to get married just so somebody can take care of me when I'm older. I, what if he dies? And what? And I think that that is, I think it's a defense mechanism because mm -hmm. who does not want a companion? That is just like mm -hmm. mind boggling when I hear people say, well, I just want to be single and I don't want, I don't need nobody. That is, it's not true. Sis. It's a fear response. It is. It's a trauma response. It's because you think that you can't get that, so you're going to say mm -hmm. that you don't want it. But saying that you don't want it is going to keep you from getting it. That's what you don't know. Do you know poor people demonize rich people? It's the same thing. Money is the root of all Morning, evil. All, all these different uh, phrases about rich people. Rich people are ma evil and all this other stuff. I had a conversation with that, uh, with, with, with uh, somebody about rich people. And I'm around rich people. You're around rich people all the time. And they are the most polite and generous people, more than broke people. So to actually think that rich people are worse people, just personality-wise, because you're not rich, is the same reason, or part of the same reason, why women who are single mothers and are single don't believe or don't push anybody else towards marriage. Mm -hmm. Because they can't or don't think they can get marriage. So they think... Marriage is trash altogether. So going back to what you said about women, like, suggesting to other women that they just have kids out of wedlock, mm -hmm. I saw a clip of you saying that you think that women are more interested in becoming mothers than wives. 1,000%. There's why, a video. Why do you believe that? Well, in that video, from what you've seen, the woman actually said it herself. So I just wanted to put that on record. I'm hearing women say these things. I'm talking to women, and women on social media are saying it on podcasts, and I know it's not all women, but at the end of the day, women all, all over the place are finally starting to admit 
how they have became become single mothers. They are attempting to become single mothers, whether inadvertently or on purpose. You know, but at the end of the day, if I go rob a bank, I don't want to go to prison, but I inadvertently want to go to prison because I'm robbing a bank, right? So at the end of the day, you do certain things and there's an 85, 90% chance of if you do this multiple times, you're going to end up being over here like robbing a bank. Most people who rob banks don't get, they, they actually get away with it the first time. But guess what? They do They'll it over it and over and over again and end up in prison. Women who are single, who are single mothers or whatever, they, most of them, they don't have sex one time and pop up and end up being a single mother. No, they do it over and over and over again. Unprotected sex with a dude that, guess what, doesn't even want to be with them. This is true. And why? Then and then you're mad. But why, though? Because subconsciously, they, in some situations, they don't want the man to actually be with her. She just wants a baby. Now, see, that is where I The think... woman in the video that you're talking about said it. That's not all women. But some women actually want a baby and not the man. Because if they wanted the man, the marriage, they would have focused on the man and the marriage before the baby came. But I think a lot of women think that they can't have that, so I'm going to settle for what I can get, which is sex. And then the sex is going to lead to potentially having a child. And then, you know, I, I'm going to keep the child because I do want to have a child. So I can't get the man, but I do want a baby, so I'll just keep the baby. Coriel, let me ask you this. Before social media, back in the 80s, we, we, we didn't have as much as... Has, we didn't have as much information as we have now, right? True. There was no social media, you know, um, so what you did is what you did. Only you and your friends know or people that are, that's in your neighborhood know. Now, everybody in the world knows what everybody in the world is doing. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, when women say, oh, I was manipulated, well, I didn't know, it's a lie because we have so much information sitting in front of us mm -hmm. of other people who have been through the same things that we are thinking about doing, and they'll tell you their whole story. You can DM them. You can watch their Instagram lives or YouTube. People usually tell their whole stories mm -hmm. on, on why they end up being in the situation they are. There's no excuse for people to say, well, he manipulated me. But I didn't know. It's a lie. I agree with that. In I, the 80s, it was okay because nobody knew. I think at the root of it, though, is it's a, it's a conscious decision that is made based on insecurities, childhood Trauma. traumas, mm -hmm. um, attachment styles, which mm -hmm. I want to get into because... Yeah. I feel like I just started hearing about and learning about attachment mm -hmm. styles. So, yes, it's conscious, but it's rooted in something that you may not be aware of. And that's the problem. You're not even, not you, but women all together, when they make these mistakes, they have no idea why they keep doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. These things are coping mechanisms, and a lot of these things come from our, you know, dysfunctional childhood, you know. And then if you just think about this, because this is a crazy thing. If you were raised by a single mother, mm -hmm. right, why would you give your child that same fate for them to be raised by a single mother? Because familiarity is actually a part of our trauma. We go after what we're familiar what with. So if you were raised in a chaotic household, most likely you're going to date a man that was raised in a chaotic household. Why? Because you're familiar with that. You know, like for example, say I like this, this, this song over here, right? Or this, this, this artist. And if you like the same artist, I'm be like, oh damn, you like him, you like her? We have a familiarity, right? We eat the same food. We're gonna have more of a camaraderie because we like the same things, mm -hmm. like the same restaurants or whatever. So the familiarity goes with childhood trauma also. And that's somewhat like trauma bonding. Mm. But it's, it's, it's like the prerequisite to tra trauma bonding. If you were raised a certain way and I was raised the same way, just on a, just on a date, we're gonna be able to vibe a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Why? We can because relate to we other. can relate with each and other. And you don't make me feel bad because we're the same. Right. So the thing about it is people talk about chemistry because mm -hmm. I want to talk about where the prevention, where mm -hmm. it starts. It starts on the first date. 
Ladies, it starts on a first date. If you and a man have chemistry, you have to find out, is it negative chemistry or positive chemistry? And a lot of times, it's negative chemistry. What does that look like? What's negative chemistry? Well, how would you? How were you raised or where are you from or whatever? Oh, yeah, I'm from Philly. Oh, man, I'm from Detroit, right? Oh, how did you grow up in Philly? Oh, it was hard. It was this and that. You know, da da da, da. I went through. Oh, man, I, I can understand what you're saying because I, I was raised in Detroit. It was the same way. Right. So that's the trauma bonding. Not really. The trauma bonding is a prerequisite to trauma bonding. We're getting a vibe because we're familiar with we, we both somewhat have the same upbringing. Right. So now it goes on to, you know, after the first date, you start asking about small things about family, right? Mm-hmm. family dynamics. How how is your family? Oh, my family, super ghetto. And you say your family is super ghetto. OK, now we're kind of like vibing now all this chemistry is negative chemistry right but you're making me feel safe because you had the same traumatic issues or not necessarily traumatic issues same negative experiences as me Mm -hmm. so you're not going to judge me going down the line because if i meet your family they're not going to be looking at me like who is this ingrate he's from this right because your family has the same somewhat of a, you know... They get it. Yeah, they get it. They'll get me, right? So the same thing with you. If you meet my family, you'll be okay with my family. Everybody's going to vibe, but all of it is rooted in chaos or potential trauma. I don't want to say trauma. Something negative. Gotcha. Because growing up in the hood isn't trauma, but most likely... You've been traumatized traumatized in some way. So we have a lot of conversations around the mistakes that women are making. Mm -hmm. What mistakes are the men making? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of these men are extremely problematic. Okay. Because I believe in talking about men and women. I just coach women, so most of the, you know, things I talk about is towards women. Because a lot of these, just like these dudes on YouTube, right, they sit around talking about, and I'm talking about the dudes, they sit around talking about how bad women are, right? Mm -hmm. But they talk about how bad women are to other men, I talk about the issues with women to women Mm -hmm. to open their eyes and say, hey, do you want to be like this woman? Because I coach a lot of women who don't even have kids yet. So don't do this. Don't do that. But a lot of these dudes, they get on YouTube and social media talking bad about women to men. So it's not helpful. It's not helpful. So now it's just a whole bunch of whiny ass men who probably can't get the woman that they say they want. And they're mad that they can't get those women, just like we talk about how single mothers, to a certain degree, don't think they're ever going to get married, so they trash marriage. A lot of these dudes can't get a lot of these women that they talk about, so they trash the women that they can't get. It's a problem in our community, and it all starts from one place, single motherhood. So I'm not trying to go back to the women, but a lot of these dudes have been raised by women, and they don't have a good understanding of women, that's the one thing, and then two, they don't have a good understanding of themselves because they did not have a father. So the problematic men are problematic because of their mothers. Because of not having a father growing up. So really, it's the daddy's fault because he wasn't there. We can look at it like that too, yeah. Okay, let's look at it like that, okay. Because I'm not just going to put everything, the onus on women. But Most of the conversations lately, yeah. it seems, and I think that is why it is, it's hard for me to accept the good because I'm only hearing so much mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And so I think that is like the disconnect. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to hear it because I'm just, you're just going to make me feel bad. Yeah. You're just going to blame me. It's, this isn't mm-hmm. a helpful conversation. A lot of these men are trash. I agree. A lot of these men are trash. And I'm not afraid to say it. And the reason why a lot of these men are trash is because they were raised by single mothers. They were raised by women. And and they don't have an understanding of not only women, how women operate, because it's a, it's a, a, I would say it's a negative interpretation of how a woman is by looking at your own mother. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, I would say almost every time, one person can't necessarily raise a child efficiently, right? Facts. So you got, and then a woman is a little bit more emotional than a man, less logical, right? So think about how much she deals with 
raising kids, especially if you got siblings, mm-hmm. right? She's all over the place. She has to be the uh, the breadwinner. She has to tell the kids to go to bed and tell them. And then they're fighting, arguing with each other, whatever. And at some point, she moves into her masculine, right? She um, probably has to go a little harder, even on the discipline, because she's not a man. So a man can just say, hey, sit down. Hey. And, the, and the, a huge man telling you to do that, uh, make a kid just do it. But you're a feminine, you know, 120-pound small woman telling somebody to sit down. Even a child is going to be like, man, get out of my face. <laughs> you can't do nothing to me. And then when you give them a whooping or when you, you know, yell at them or whatever, it's, hey, ah, it's a little louder. It's a little bit more stronger because you're a woman. And to a certain degree, a mother can turn around and find herself being verbally emotionally or physically abusive to her child due to the fact that she's one so frustrated and then two her child literally just won't listen so you feel the need to go a little farther in the discipline but if going back to the men if that male or female mainly the man seeing the dynamic between a male and a female you know the the One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. the responsibilities of the man. Mm-hmm. He comes home, right, hard day at work. I was married. I used to come home after work, right? Mom is in the kitchen cooking, right? Kids running around the house. I walk in the door. Daddy! They pick me up, right? They understand, like, literally, they understand the role of a man, the role of a husband, the role of a father. A lot of these boys growing up, they only seen this frustrated, upset, overwhelmed woman either hollering at them or babying them. And it's two totally opposites. A lot of these men were either hollered at, fussed at, abused, or either babied and treated like the, the golden child of the household. You're the man of the house. You're the man. And he can just do whatever he, he wants. He walks in the house, drops his clothes, drops his book bag. Here comes either mom or sister picking up after him. Mm-hmm. So this is what ends up happening. The woman, I'm staying on a man, but I want to say this real quick. The woman, gr- the girl grows up to be a woman, and in a single mother household, all she sees is her mother, mother her, and mother her brother, right? Mm-hmm. So all she's learning is motherhood. She's learning how to be a mother, right? So the son, as a, as a boy, he sees his mom mother him. 
And then a lot of times he sees his sister mother him also, mm-hmm. pick up after him, right? So when he grows up, all he knows how to do is be, be mothered. mothered. So now a man who grew up under a single mother and a woman that grows up under a single mother, she gets with him, and to a certain degree, she starts mothering him. And guess what? He's okay with that because that's, that's he all knows. he knows, and she's okay with that because that's all she knows. And the thing about it, when it comes to these men, they go out into this world expecting men, I mean, expecting women to mother them, and they think it's okay. And because of that, they end up becoming the weaker vessel between a man and a woman. So the woman is going out, getting her education, doing everything she needs to do, right? Mm -hmm. Because she was raised to be somebody's mother. So a mother has to do the things that their mother was doing, which is be overwhelmed, be strong, you know, do work, do all, wash dishes and uh, provide food and go to work. But the boy, he didn't see a man do anything. So all he knows is to be mothered by some woman or all women. So they end up being these effeminate big dudes. They know how to fight, but they don't know how to provide. And this is, this is what's crazy. They know how to fight, but they don't know how to protect. Mm. Because there's a big difference between protecting and fighting. You know, you do need to know how to fight, but that's not really what protecting is. Protecting is making sure your woman feels heard. Protecting is not dismissing your woman when she gets emotional. She's not getting emotional. You triggered something in her. So give her some grace because most likely you did something that reminded her of something that her mom or dad did. Give her grace. But since a man never seen that, she, he never seen a man give a woman grace. Mm-hmm. He never seen a man protect a woman. The only thing he knows how to do is fight. So you be out here giving these women grace? Yes, I give women because grace Because the word on the street is, how, you, how these ladies be dating you if you be saying all this stuff? Because I'm protective and I am a provider. So you know how to turn this off. It's just for the cameras. It's not even turning anything off. What I say isn't necessarily hurtful or either triggering to a woman that has dealt with her issues. Because remember, earlier what you just said was the majority of the women who get triggered by my content are what? The women who keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And those are the type of women that most likely I'm not going to date. But I'm not saying they're not dateable. But you will coach them. I will so coach a, them. A question that I got after your last appearance mm-hmm. here on the show. You mentioned that you coach women. Coach women, yeah. And someone just asked me, like, well, what type of what type of coaching is he doing? So what kind of coaching are you doing with these women? Okay, I'm glad you asked that. So my coaching is teaching women how to, one, understand what men think, how men think, and what men actually are looking for, right? And I'm not telling women how to be women. I'm just letting women know that, yo, your childhood trauma could possibly be causing you to start looking for certain types of men that aren't good for you. Mm -hmm. There's something called, uh, okay, okay, yeah. There's something called damaged neuroception. Okay. All right, and this is what I teach. So it's not just about man, woman, it's about trauma, right? And a lot of times, when, like I said earlier, when you grow up in a chaotic household, you actually start seeing chaos as safety. Comfort, that's what you're used to. As comfort, right? And then you start seeing a serene, quiet, stable environment as uncomfortable or scary. Because it's not familiar, right? So you'll look, because damaged neuroception is simply you see good being bad and bad being good. And a lot of women, y'all can relate, a woman at a certain age or either period, she'll look at the bad boy as exciting and attractive and a good guy as boring boring and Mm -hmm. mundane, right? This, to a certain degree, is damaged neuroception. You grew up seeing certain things in your life, whether it's abuse, whether it's neglect, whether it's uh, um, abandonment, and that's when we can get into the um, 
the attachment styles. You're so predisposed to these negative attributes of people, men and women, because it's not just women dealing with men. Women have issues dealing with other women. Facts. Right? Because it's people. Now, we could definitely their own mamas, mamas, right? Mm -hmm. Because the thing about it is your mom most likely is the first person that traumatized you. So it's not just men, it's people. So when you're used to people being chaotic, combative, uh, dysfunctional, you turn around and be okay with those type of people, and then you have friends that are chaotic and dysfunctional, and then you start dating men that are chaotic, abusive possibly, and dysfunctional. Because a lot of times, men and women usually go out and date the reincarnation of their <laughs> mother. Both. Both. Both men and women are looking Both for their mother. The woman grow, grows up and looks for the attributes of her mother because you got to remember, most of us were raised in a single mother household. Mm -hmm. So I'm specifically talking to the people who have been raised by a mother only. Okay. If you have mother and father, most likely you made your mistakes, but you have a better understanding of the male-female dynamic. Mm -hmm. So if you've been raised by a single mother, male or female, most likely you're going to grow up and be attracted to the same attributes that your mother had. So if you're, if you're a male, your mother possibly babied you. And you're going to find a woman that's going to pick up after you and baby you. Mm -hmm. And if you're a woman, you're going to be raised, most likely you were raised by a woman that somewhat looked at you as her, should I say it? Say it. Competition. She, she downed you. She talked bad about your hair. She, she kept hitting you with all these digs, right? Like she wasn't your mother. She seemed like your sibling and not your mother. And it was this weird sibling rivalry. Do you know my mama? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's the black mama. It's the, it's yeah. the thing. It's so it's this weird si sibling rivalry, right? So it's like you and your mom was rivals. So you go out into this world looking at men as rivals. Mm -hmm. Now you're competing with a man who can do this. You know, so instead of him saying, uh, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do it like this. Well, your mom didn't take that. So you're not going to take that. You're like, no. How about we do this? And now you're combative and you're problematic because you're not allowing your man to lead you. And then the first thing you say, I don't need no man to lead me. Why he got? Why I can't lead? Because your mom. Because your mama led. didn't need. Because your mama didn't need a man to lead her. Your mom, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of these attributes come from my parents. We're gonna we're gonna have to have a whole nother mama mama drama <laughs> mama episode. trauma mama trauma mama yes trauma. mama trauma episode because that's a real thing we mm -hmm. we do the daddies wrong we're yeah. talking about the daddy issues mm -hmm. but there's a lot of us that got some mommy issues too but we're not gonna talk about that today because mm -hmm. i don't want y'all canceling me because we're getting on the women <laughs> um so the women in this coaching program uh -huh. what do you tell them about sex i tell women pertaining to sex is one it's none of my business mm -hmm. but i do let them know what men are thinking Okay, what are they and thinking? that is this. Whether you have sex super late or have sex super early, to a certain degree, because I'm not saying have sex is fir the first day, but don't think you make a man wait a, a couple months, he's going to love you and marry you, because it's not about sex. We men don't care about sex. We can have sex. I'm not going to say we have sex with anybody, but we have had sex with anybody. <laughs> we ain't with them. And just because me and you have sex don't mean we're going to be with you, right? We look at sex as a form of recreation and release. Mm -hmm. So us having sex is not going to change how we feel about you. What changes how we feel about you is you as a person. So when we first meet you, we're either going to put you in a, I just want to play around with her. She's not really what I want. Or she's just a friend, and we have little friends of friends of benefits. That means you'll get a little bit more benefits from us. The the situationship mm -hmm. could last a little bit longer. We're not just gonna play, and I ain't gonna call you no more. This can last a year or two years, but I ain't never gonna commit to you. You're mm -hmm. just gonna be around. And then your wife material. 
Now, as we get to know each other, any of these boxes can change. But whether we have sex or not is not going to change your box. Now, I know everybody's different, obviously. This mm -hmm. isn't a 100% thing. But I have heard on more occasion than one a man say when he was dating, a married man say, when he was dating, what separated his wife from all from the crowd mm -hmm. was the fact that she was not so quick to give in. Yes, but that had nothing to do Doesn't with that sex. Doesn't that contradict what you just said? Actually, no. It had nothing to do with uh, that. I'm sure she had other boundaries also. Mm -hmm. See, she established boundaries, right? That's not about sex. It's about boundaries. See, when a woman has boundaries, like I'll give you a perfect example, right? There was a woman I was talking to, and we was just talking, and it was cool, right, on the phone and stuff. And I sent her a video about her sign, right? Say you're a Gemini, right? And it was a video that says, Geminis do this, 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 and this. And I sent it to her, right? She said, hey, don't do that no more. And I was like, why? She said, I've been raised uh, with four brothers, and I've been teased about multiple things all my life. The last thing I want to do is get teased by my potential mate. So even though you meant it in jest and having fun, that's one of my boundaries. Do not make fun of me in any kind of way. We could be jokey or whatever, but that's joking me. about my sign mm -hmm. is joking about me. I was like, ooh, that's that was a turn on. Think about that. Her telling you not to do something. Yes, because guess what? That's what we men need. Some structure Some in structure. Head. Because when you have structure in your life by having boundaries, that tells me you're okay with me bringing more structure in your life. And that woman has a dad. So a lot of times when women don't have dads, they don't know how to set boundaries. So the person that said that, it wasn't about sex. It was about structure. I know who I am, and I know what I want. And I'm not going to allow you to do whatever with me until I'm okay and ready for that. A lot of women make men wait because it's not, I'm not going to say it's a game, but they think if I make him wait, I'll get what I want. That particular woman that was talking, she's just like, I just don't do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, okay, so you tell them it's not, it's not your business. You don't think there's any rules. You are a man. You know other men. I'm sure the conversation has come up amongst the men of almost like a, like the clock is going to run out. Like I've had, you know, I'm I'm the homegirl, so mm -hmm. I got plenty of homeboys. Yeah. I've had men to say, you know, if by the third date we're not having sex, it's not going to be a fourth date. If we're three weeks in and we're not having sex, we're not going to make it to four weeks. Like what is a realistic what do y'all be thinking when it comes to sex? In all honesty, it doesn't matter. And the reason why those guys said it, because I'm not going to dismiss what they said, because I understand that too. By the fourth date, if I see you as wife material, I don't care. With these men and with the women that they were dating, what they were actually saying, and this is what I do with the ladies in my coaching group, I help articulate what men have said. Right, so I did that the first time with the the woman making him wait. It mm -hmm. wasn't about make. It wasn't about sex. It was about the structure and the boundaries. Right now, this time it's the same way. If I see you as simply sex by the third date, we need to be having sex the next next time I see you, or I'm out because I don't see anything other That's than all sex. That I am I'm here still for looking it, yeah. at your titties. Like, damn, I can't wait. <laughs> but if the conversation is great, if you know, the way you think is great. If your family family dynamic is great, you know, you were raised by a father, that's there. If there's a lot of attributes about you that are attractive other than your cleavage or, you know, what you got on, I don't care when we have sex. Now, I'm not going to wait, no, you know, a long time. What's a long time? Well, In 2023, what's a long time to wait to have sex? A long time to wait to have sex is two months. What? <laughs> what? If I'm okay, and it's not just about the days and times, it's about amount. I'm sorry, it's not about the time when it comes to on a calendar kind of times. It's about how much time we're spending, right? So we all have a certain, like, it's not really a budget, but 
we have a certain box that we put women in, right? And if we are dating, right? So say I'm dating three different women, right? We're hanging out. I'm spending time with this woman. This woman, regardless of if we're going out or we're spending time together, I'm taking time away from my business. Okay. So I'm not making money or potentially making money because I'm spending time with you. Okay. Right? If I'm over here with this woman and we're going out to eat all the time, right? That's cool. But at the same time, she's taking me away from making money and I'm spending money on her. Right? So now that's somewhat of an issue. I need to know what I need to do with this woman. Is if we just having sex? Cool. But if if you're wife material, I need to know so I can cut these other two women off so I can focus on you. And the only way you're going to know is if you have sex. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it depends on what box I put you in. Okay. So if I'm dating three women and, it, and you're dope, I'm going to pull away from those women because you got my attention. So you have to get my attention. But if you are not getting my attention and I'm dating you and I'm dating you I'm date, and dating you, uh, I need to be having sex with you or I'm going to drop you because I'm, I am having sex with these women. So back in my single days, uh -huh. this, was, this was what I didn't understand. This was the disconnect for me. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm very logical. I'm not a super emotional person. I'm mm -hmm. not going to feel how I feel just because how I feel it. I'm going to think, okay, well, this, that makes sense. And so, there's another side that I didn't say yet, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I cut your thought off? No, I, I just wanted to say the other side because that ahead, by itself. But if I'm just on the phone with you, say you, you, you're you in another city or something, right? Mm -hmm. And we see each other once a month, two times a month, and we haven't had sex, I don't care if we had... Because you're not seeing them right. often. They're not taking you're away not from... You're not taking me away mm -hmm. from my money, and I'm not spending money on you, and I'm not spending time with you, and I could be seeing what I'm doing out here with somebody else, right? Because mm -hmm. we're just on the phone with each other. I don't care if it takes four or five months, right? But if you're in my face on a normal basis, I'm going to say two months, but if you're in another city, my last... The, the last woman I was with... Um, we knew each other for like four years. I was attracted to her. She was attracted to me. But we was in a different state, right? I, that's like extenuating circumstances. I'm talking about av not long distance. In each other's face. Yes. We're in the same city. Two months. Two months. That's a, that's, that's a long time. That's a long time. But if, if we're in different cities, it could be... Two months is like two days if you're yeah, in different three, cities. Yeah, three, four, that's, five months. Because I can do my thing. And I don't know what you're doing. So, that, so that's what I was going to say. Because I may say. want you to get whoever, because in my mind, and it, it may not be true, but in my mind, y'all smashing somebody else. Y'all got some dude, some ex, some pookie down the street, somebody that you giving it up to until you find the right man. So, so I need to give you time to get rid of him, and you need to give me time to get rid of whoever, if I see you as wife material or somebody I want to take seriously. But this is what I didn't, I, I've never understood, mm -hmm. is if you are having sex with someone, just like you said, I'm going to assume you're having sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume as a man of age, mm -hmm. you're having sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to have sex with me? That's what I, I, I this doesn't make sense to me. You just want to have sex, but you're having sex with someone. Why can't you just keep having sex with them until I'm ready to have sex? Why are you pressing me? One, we're not pressing you. I don't think men, you may you may tell me something differently. So men be pressing you? Y'all uh, press people. To me, y'all say stuff like we grown. When we playing those games, that's pressing you. Yeah, that's, that, that's I don't pressing. do that. I summon. I don't press anything. If you I, summon if women. I have, okay. Say me and a woman is sitting and we out somewhere, right? And say she's loud or something, right? For example. I'm not going to be like, hey, what is wrong? I mean, I'm going to look at you like, you okay? I'm going to summon you to, to, to calm down. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to check on you. That's, that's one example. So another way of summoning a woman is if I want to sleep with you or I want to try, right? And you open my house. I might say something like, so you want to spend a night or you going home tonight? Then she may say, yeah. That does not mean there's an assumption that we're going to have sex. Then I'm going to say, before we go to bed, I'm like, so you want to wear one of my t-shirts? And if she says, no, I'm good. Cool. Then if she does wear one of my t-shirts, if she doesn't have underwear on, 
that will let me know, like, are we good? But if she does have underwear on, that still may think, you know, have me think we're good, but I may not press at all. Because the thing about it is, I believe that if a woman wants me, she's going to let me know she wants me. So there's no reason for me to press. I agree. I'm just going to look for certain signs, and I'm going to let you know what I want and how I feel. And if you want the same thing, we'll do it. But at the, other, at the end of the day, I'm not pressed for nothing. You can go home. So if she stays care. and she don't have no panties on mm-hmm. and she does not want to have sex, mm-hmm. is that a problem? No. You're not going to say she's playing games? No. Because the bottom line is that everybody does things the way they want to do it, mm-hmm. right? Now, whether I call her the next day... You know, you're never going to talk like, to the lady again, right, but she don't have to have sex. Okay. No, she does not have to have... Nobody has to do anything. But at the end of the day, I'm not pressing her. But you might not ever call her again if right. she does that. Because the key word you said was pressing. I'm not pressing nobody. I'm going to let you know what I want, and if you want it to, we can go with it. I'm like a train. You're either going to get on this train or you can stay off the train. I'm, I'm just moving. So when it... To, in, in my opinion, me... I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to be, you want to do this? You want to be with me? Uh-uh. You, it's a train. You buy your ticket, and you get your ass on the train. Or stay your ass or off the train. Or either stay your ass off the train. I'm moving. I'm going to move to the next woman, to the next state, to the next, to the next thing I'm doing. I'm busy. I ain't got time to be sitting around worrying about what you want. And I, not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. I'm not worrying about what you're thinking. Your job is to see what I'm thinking. Mm. I'm the train. So the woman can't be the train? In my life, no. A woman can be whatever she wants to be. Remember, you can be whatever you want to be. But in your life... In my life, I'm the train. You're the passenger. how will women know which of those boxes they're in? Because you said it could change whenever, Mm -hmm. but if I want to know what box I'm in today, how will I be able to figure that out? It's not for you to know. It's for me to know. I make the decisions. I'm the one that will ask you, ask you to marry me. I'm the one who's going to sit down and talk to your dad. Yeah, but I'm the one who decides if I'm going to have sex. So if I don't know what box I'm in, if I'm just in the friend category and we just going to play games or be friends with benefits, mm-hmm. I don't want to have sex with you. But I could think that I'm in the wife category, so I'm willing to have sex with you only to end up playing myself. Well, this might sound crazy, but you thinking is the, actually the problem. That does sound crazy. Because women tend to overthink when they start thinking. And that causes them to be anxious and then to start making abrupt decisions, whether right or wrong, whether having sex or not having sex, instead of following the man's lead and observing the man. So to a certain degree, stop thinking. Observe. Because you can't think and observe all at the same time. You can observe and then make an assessment of what you've observed, which is thinking. But you can't think, oh, I wonder what are you doing? No, sit back, clear your mind, and observe. So the less a woman thinks, because I know y'all want to be independent and, and women empowerment and I'm smart, stop. I know nothing. And that is what I also teach the women in my coaching group, to know nothing. I coach women and I tell them that I know nothing. Why? Because it's important for you to clear your mind and understand that there are other um, uh, mindsets, other ideologies, other perspectives, and the rest of the world is moving without you because you think you are controlling something. I'm not in control of anything, and at the same time, I don't know anything because the more you get to an understanding that you don't know anything, you're going to be open to other perspectives that you can, and you can be, you'll be open to learn. Oh, I'm glad you cleaned that up. So if you're sitting down thinking so much about whether you should do this, whether you should do that, you're not paying attention to what he's doing and thinking. You can't follow observe if you're thinking. Yeah, you got you to gotta follow a man's lead because the thing about it is the man pressing you most likely only wants sex, and that's why he's pressing you. And you might want to have sex with him, but you're not paying attention to him pressing you because you're pressing him. A lot of times women aren't paying attention to what a man's doing because she's thinking so much. So is that the, the, that seems like it's the, that would be the red flag. If he's pressing you to have sex, you're probably in the sex only category. The sex box, right, because we don't care. Because like I said, most, I'm not going to say most of us, but 
a, a nice looking, you know, guy that has a lot of things. Sex. He's having sex with somebody. Exactly. So stop being so thirsty, fellas. Stop being so thirsty because we. Here's the thing. So if he's pressing you, he's probably either not having sex with nobody, or either he's not busy, and he ain't got nothing going on in his life. Then you definitely don't want him. You definitely don't want him. Because a lot of guys, you know, women love to say, these guys are manipulative. No, you're just not observing enough. Mm. If a man is pressing you, one, he ain't got, he ain't got nothing else going on in his life. And it's not just women. It's, not, it's, it's business. Because a busy man ain't got time to be all in your face trying to get some ass. I want to call you. I want to check on you, make sure you ate. You know, how was your day? That's cool. I'm checking on you. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, when you going to come over here and give me some sex? That man, he ain't got nothing going on in his life. Because in our lives as men, our progress, not money, progress is way more important than money. I mean, our progress is way more important than sex. Sex is like um, taking a break from our progress. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you, you gave him something to work with. If he pressing you, pass. Pass on him. Yeah. Okay. Summon a woman... Instead of pressing a woman. Well, that's your class for the fellas. I'm, but the thing about it is, is my class for the women also. If that a they man should be is summoned. Pre- yeah. Allow a man to summon you. A man will tell you what he wants if you observe him. You know, I made that face, but my husband summoned me. <laughs> See? So I think, yeah, I think you might be onto something. He didn't press me, he summoned me. I grew up looking at mom movies, right? And the, 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 the top person right the boss mm-hmm. never loud talk nobody he summoned he looked at who he, you know he needs to talk to the, the guy who he's working with he walks over he whispers in his ear he goes over and talks to the other guy he whispers in, in his ear and everything gets taken care of and nobody knows what's going on that's what i grew up seeing i believe in summoning i'm going to look at you and you are going to know what I need from you. And if you don't know what I need from you, we can have a conversation. But this, the, the more I start talking, and I don't mean, like, communicating. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yo, what are you doing? Yo, what? Or, yo, what? Uh, 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 you know, trying to have sex. We're, we're not on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. It's a vibration thing, you know? Once you're really vibing, they call it vibe, right? Once you vibe with somebody... You kind of know what they're thinking, and you kind of they kind of know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. It's no thirst required. It's no thirst, right? <sighs> I summon women. Come on, summoning women, and you're you're back single in these streets. So, ladies, mm-hmm. if y'all are interested, if you can handle Mister Let Go, give him a holla. Where can they find you, Mister Let Go? Look in this camera right here. Okay, she, this one right she, here. Yep, right there. It's for All the right, ladies. so you can find me on YouTube, Mister Let Go. M R L E T G O. Also, if you want to be a part of my coaching group or do a one-on-one with me, go to MrLetGo.com. And that's where my course is. And to join my coaching group is MrLetGo.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N. And on Instagram is I am underscore MrLetGo, M-R-L-E-T-G-O. Your other page, I thought it was Mr. Dot Let Go. It's Mr. Dot Let Go, but you be going, but yeah, it's... The other page came back up. Okay. His page is beginning to snatch. My this page is, what he is does. This snatched. is what he does on the internet, y'all, yeah. in these internet streets. But I think it went a little bit better this time. <laughs> we'll find out after this airs. Don't hold me accountable, though, ladies, okay? It was good conversation. He gave a lot of information on what to look for, mm-hmm. what not to accept. Um, and hopefully y'all can take this and do something with it. We're going to have him back again with somebody who can rebuttal a little bit better than me okay thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of girl stop playing make sure you like this episode comment below and tell me something that you learned and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on the next show see you next time Hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out.
What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 support your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.